0: Welcome in, folks, here on the New York Giants post-game show as the Giants earned their first victory in overtime over the New Orleans Saints 27-21. to I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Farm, and we are coming at you live after the game to react and discuss some of the key takeaways that we have from this big, big victory for the Giants. Just to quickly hit on some box score things as we allow the live stream to fill up, Daniel Jones goes 28 for 40 for 402 yards and two passing touchdowns along with one interception which was a Hail Mary toss that was just a a hope to get some points at the end of the first half. Barkley ends up going 13 for 52 and then Kenny Galladay has a strong performance six receptions for 116 yards as well as the rookie Kadarius Tony stepping up for the absent receivers six. Receptions for seventy-eight, and then John Ross, the big touchdown reception in the first half, three receptions for seventy-seven yards. So, Chris, I, I want to lead the discussion in here because this is a really big win for the Giants. Obviously, to get that first win on the season is is huge, and I, I'm not trying to get too ahead of ourselves here, but I would like to say that I think a win in this fashion. To come, down, to come back from a, a two-score game and then be resilient and then have a really good drive in overtime to win the game, that is a confidence-building-type build, victory that is going to help maybe build some momentum. I, I know we were all doom and gloom last week because our expectations were kind of low because the bar was set super, super low after the first three weeks. But if this team wants to right the ship and recover from the 0-3 start, this is the type of win that you need. Not just a uh, a, a win against an average team, but a, a, a last-second comeback win against a very strong opponent. Yeah, this
1: is a win the Giants can build on. Uh, throughout the game, pretty much when the Saints were down or up 21-10 to 10 with about uh, six and a half minutes left, and we'll dig into this a little bit you know we were messaging each other you know behind the scenes and i basically said that the the giants have the game shouldn't even be this close the giants don't really have a any business even being close to being in this game and then all of a sudden they weren't just in it they won it and you know we saw yeah so they did some things a little bit different particularly on offense. And that I think was the big difference other than having some things break their way for the first time this year.
0: Right. And, and the ball bounced their way almost literally a couple, on, times. On, <laughs> a, a couple times. And I, I think that's why I'm, I'm being very positive after this victory is because as you said, there were parts to this game where, and it, it's the total flip of what we saw in the other three games where the Giants were in positions to pull away, and it looked like the Giants were going to win some of those other games early in the season, but they weren't able to maintain what they had established, and they ended up relenting and allowing the team that they were facing to come back in. The, the other way kind of flips here, where the, where the Giants were possibly in a situation where the Saints could have just pulled away at some point in the third quarter or early in the fourth quarter, but they stayed strong. They buckled down. They were... St- stouter defensively not perfect but stouter defensively in the later parts of that game compared to earlier on and that's the reason why that they were able to win is that they kept fighting they didn't they didn't give up and you know that's that's what you need if you want to again build confidence throughout the rest of the season yeah now of course
1: the second part of that is you actually have to build on this this can't just be a (laughs) Right. <laughs> a fluke of a win where they <laughs> stole one from a team who thought they had it won going into the fourth quarter. I mean, at that, at that point, the Saints had held the ball for almost twice as much as the Giants had. They had completed something or converted something like seven consecutive third downs. They were completely in control going into the fourth quarter of this game. And, you know, I, this was a game the Giants absolutely won but the Saints just wow uh for the first time it's the other team that ha- that basically kneecapped themselves with uh miscues and dumb decisions you know the first half in, in the first quarter the Saints were living in the Giants territory the Giants couldn't get anything going on their first two drives. the Saints kept them pinned back they kept winding up with a great field position and then just nothing ever came of it and Sean Payton would get down and make some frankly weird decisions. Maybe they're just weird to us because we're not used to seeing them, (laughs) but just weird decisions. And then this is one I made a note. I have to talk about halfway through the fourth quarter. Saints are driving. They're up by 11, even a field goal in if they capped that drive with a field goal, that would have been it for the Giants game over. And they had a third and not much. It was, what was it?
0: Two or three yards. I think it was a third and 2 if if it's the play that I think yes. you're referencing.
1: Yeah, and they bring Taysom Hill onto the field and okay, I can kind of see the logic because he had pretty much run over every single member of the Giants defense over the course of his two touchdowns, which is a thing we also have to talk about. But you know, I don't understand why you go with that when Alvin Kamara had been picking up yardage, you know, basically Sean Payton outsmarted himself on that play, gave the giants just phenomenal field position by backing himself up, uh, forcing his punter to way out, kick his own coverage. And that really did set the giants up to come back and win this game. Uh, Sean Payton, instead of throwing water on a drowning team, gave them a lifeline.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to dwell on that too much, but I, I do 100% see where, where you're coming from with that decision because I was thinking the same thing as I was watching the play unfold in the sense that, yes, Taysom Hill was very hard to tackle. This, this Giants run defense was not doing an effective job of stopping him, which is why he had the two rushing touchdowns. But at a certain point the Giants defense aren't going to allow it to happen every single time. So he comes on the field and Patrick Graham and the entire defense knows, oh, they're just going to run quarterback power and it's going to go to the strong side of the field. And we're just going to, we're just going to load guys up there and they read it perfectly. And it's the same thing that happened with that Taysom Hill interception is that they allowed a, a, you know, long pass, long pass. And then they decided after getting a holding penalty, after one of those long throws got called back, like, let's just run another long pass. But the Giants defense was like, okay, these clowns are going to try and do it again. We are going to drop back and we're going to cover the deep ball. And if they try to do it, go for it, Taysom Hill. You don't have the arm strength to beat one of our guys, especially James Bradbury, in a one-on-one situation. So um, there was some really bad decision-making by the Saints coaching staff. And it's the first time this season we've seen the Giants take advantage of poor decision-making. And I think that's a big factor why they were able to win
1: uh yeah it I think it was one of the two biggest factors the other big factor is the Giants didn't let the opposing defense play downhill on them yeah you know, they looked to that 10 to 15 yard range which is where really all of the best passing deep passing offenses in the NFL like to play yeah you know, that is where the risk reward is it's the greatest because it really doesn't take an NFL receiver all that long to run 10, 12 yards down the field and make a break. You know, you don't need to ask your offensive line to hold up for four seconds to run. Yeah. A 15 yard in breaking route or, you know, whatever you choose to do at the top of your STEM there, that that's still a quick play. It's a play. You can run with timing and rhythm, but it's the, those are the kinds of plays where if you start stringing them together, those drives result in touchdowns, you know, the little three to five yard crossing routes, the, you know, the plays where they say, Oh, it's it's an extension of our running game. Those usually just wind up in the offense, spinning its wheels. It allows the defense to play downhill. It really limits the chances for yards after the catch. And it lets the defense play as aggressively as they want to play.
0: So I really want to talk about this, Chris, because I, I think what was noticeably different is that the the Giants offense was actually able to pick up some serious chunk plays in this one. and And the other three games where the offense was anemic, the problem was is that they just were not having any splash plays. It was... Very, very hard for them to move the ball. They couldn't run the ball. Things were just not opening up. And it felt like the play calling was just overly conservative. And that was why everybody was calling for the removal of Jason Garrett, because nobody was impressed with his his play calling and his decision making. But in this game, it, it is completely different. We have three receivers that haven't really done much, especially John Ross, who hasn't even been available, who are now. On the field, and they all play to their roles. What they need to do: Kadarius Tony, big splash plays because he's a great athlete. John Ross, big pass over the middle for a touchdown reception. Sort of, well, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah okay. for this, a second.
1: This, this, yeah, that that was another one of those plays that was just bizarre.
0: And right, for some reason a lot of the Giants seem to get a lot of them. Yeah, but the we saw a, a more of an effort, which yes, they did not do it at all in the first three weeks, but this week they said, you know what? We're going to run a lot deeper passing concepts. We're going to run a play action, deep throw over the middle of the field to the the fastest player in the NFL or one of the fastest players in the NFL. And we're also going to try and get Katarius Tony more involved. We don't have Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. So we're going to just stretch the field. We're going to try and pick up these big chunk plays, these deeper routes. And it worked. It worked. And it's just proof that they can't shift off of that they need to keep doing things like that because they're going to have more and more offensive success it was not a great day running the football it was only 13 rushing attempts for Saquon but I would argue they were having an easier time running the ball in this game I think because they were able to complete those deeper passes and they weren't just stacking the box to stop
2: short throws and also runs up the middle support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning
1: it's almost like the giants suddenly got a calendar and figured out what year it is. That, that's the way modern offense is played. you use the pass to open up the run. You look down the field as opposed to going for the death by a thousand cuts method. Yeah. The, you actually use your offensive weapons as weapons and not just, you know, luxuries to fill time in between <laughs> runs for three yards yeah it's it, this is the type of offense we haven't seen from the Giants uh in a long time I would say
0: yeah I, I didn't see anything like that last year I certainly didn't see anything like that over the the first three games of the season and today was a glimpse of of what this giant's offense is ultimately capable of. There is no reason. And that's a good secondary that they just went against a good pass rush that we talked about the giants with a really banged up offensive line. We're going to have a tough time going up against if, if that, if, if we can get more performances like that, there is no reason why the giants can't throw for 350 plus yards against average to below average secondaries when they face them but they need to stick with play calling that is similar to what they did today and it's the first time we've gotten to see it but i'm just hoping that jason garrett doesn't completely revert back to what he was doing because this is potentially a step in the right direction
1: yeah and it that always is the question with the giants they always seem to take the wrong lessons from <laughs> what really almost any situation it yeah. Saquon Barkley had a had a big game. He had over a hundred yards all told. Yeah. So does that mean they just go back to slamming him between the tackles against Dallas next week? Yeah, I, I don't well. know. <laughs> so but I think we should just take this as a good win. It is a a win the Giants needed, but right now They need to take things one week at a time because their schedule from now until Thanksgiving it it's not going to let up. It's not going to get any easier,
0: right? And that's why I'm placing some emphasis on this game as being a momentum builder. Is that if you can carry some of this momentum and have some confidence, it'll help you stay closer in these games where you have to play your your interdivisional rivals. They've only played one team within their within their division, which was was Washington in a game that they should have won. So there, I, I don't think there's any reason why they can't finish the season strong, at least within playing in their division. I, I also want to, not to get too you know, full landscape of the season talk, I, I want to, just to wrap some thoughts on the game here, you mentioned that Saquon Barkley had uh, over 100 yards total scrimmage yards. I, I felt as though he was starting to look more and more comfortable as he was getting some of those chunk plays. Like He was actually... It, it, like we said against Washington, when he had that forty-one yard rush, like you saw, the gradually more and more of that, and he made some big plays. Like he had a really good final touchdown to win the game. He had that really good screen pass that he caught. He he had some some nice chunk plays, and I think we're gonna gradually, as I mentioned early in the season, gradually get back to that normal Saquon. I'm not gonna bail on him just yet, as I think a lot of other Giants fans are. I, I we just need to be patient. The guy's coming back from a serious injury, and and today could have been uh, a Strong spot for him to add to that confidence.
1: Yeah, Uh, he's not there yet. I would say he still doesn't quite have that explosive burst we're Mm. used to seeing from him. He does still have speed. I don't know if it's the same speed he had before. I don't have a stopwatch (laughs) and but But it seems like it takes him a step or two to get up to speed right now. Now, Mm. maybe that explosiveness will come back over the course of the season. I'm sure he'll have it next year.
0: Yeah, he's almost playing at like 75% right now. Just overall play, like him being able to cut, him being able to accelerate, um, and then just maybe that mental confidence in the knee. You can also see like that. there was that one wonky play that we kind of jokingly hit on where he, he fell on his ass and then he got up while running a route. He got bumped and he fell on his butt and he was like stumbling, stumbling. Daniel Jones just tosses him the ball. And he cuts across the middle of the field and he looked like he just didn't have his footing or anything like that. And he also dropped the ball like that play looked a little bit weird. Um, and that's kind of like, I I think it's just him kind of getting used to, to being in an athletic setting again.
1: Yeah. And also that play, what, what a great bounce for the giants on that fumble.
0: Holy crap! Yeah, that could have been very disastrous, and and probably would have lived up to the what we've seen so far this season. <laughs>
1: yeah, because if, if that ball doesn't go back the back towards the Giants' offensive line, if it even just goes straight out towards the sideline, mm-hmm. there's a DB coming down on it. There's no way it gets recovered by the Giants.
0: So we have to address here the the elephant in the room, though. Blake Martinez gone for the season torn ACL. Reggie Ragland steps in a little bit of a different defensive front going against a good offensive line and probably a top three running back in the NFL in Alvin Kamara. And Kamara has 120 yards rushing. Taysom Hill has two rushing touchdowns where not only did he score like a like a normal quarterback would like maybe like Daniel Jones would where he finds open space and runs into the end zone. This man barreled through multiple (laughs) giants like a uh, a bruising six foot four, two hundred and fifty pound running back. Now he's not that he big. Looked like, he looked like Brandon Jacobs in his prime. Yeah. He looked like Brandon Jacobs that if he was a quarterback.
1: <laughs> it just, his first touchdown, he broke seven tackles.
0: Which shouldn't happen. So no. uh, as, as positive as we are being after this game, that's g- glaringly an issue that they the run defense wasn't good and the tackling was not good in this game.
1: No, that that has kind of been a problem for the Giants. Yeah, you know, their run defense—that is—that was definitely an issue. And yeah, part of it is on not having Blake Martinez there to yeah you know, come downhill and make those stops at you know the, the line of scrimmage, two yards past the line of scrimmage. Yeah, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, Reggie Raglin is fine. Tay Crowder is fine, but they aren't Blake Martinez as far as run stopping linebackers are con- are concerned. And yeah, I'm not quite sure what the answer is to that because the defensive front was also getting blown off the ball quite a bit.
0: Yeah, the the defensive line I don't think had their their best game actually. They had their, one of their worst games, if not their worst game this season. They didn't have a single sack or a single quarterback pressure, and they also were pushed back pretty bad in this game.
1: Yes. I, that This game could have been a lot different. It could have been not nearly as close, because the, the Saints had a banged-up offensive line of their own, and it mm-hmm. didn't really seem to matter much. You know, they... Yeah, Jameis Winston is not an athletic quarterback. Yeah, you know, he can move around some, but he shouldn't be able to outrun a defensive front quite like he did. Yeah, you, know, you can't afford him as much time without pressure as the Giants did. Yeah. You know, now they're going up against Dallas, who Dak Prescott has picked up where he left off when he got hurt. He is playing fantastic. Uh Dallas's offensive line—it might not be quite as good as it was a couple years ago. Yeah, you know, some guys are getting up there. They've had had retirements, but that's still a good unit. And they really force you to choose between their three receivers and Ezekiel Elliott, and that's not a great choice to have to make.
0: No, it is going to be, I think, a very telling matchup because it is going to be a very difficult task. To, to, to you almost have to pick your poison. Can you slow down Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott who are in full swing? And then on top of that, can you cover all of the receivers that the Dallas Cowboys have? And they went against a very good Panthers defense. And that Panthers defense almost seemed non-existent today by <laughs> how yeah, good the, of a performance they put up.
1: Yeah, d- uh, Dallas had a 20-point third quarter. That's
0: pretty telling. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and one thing that we're... Being reinforced on here is that at some point in the future, I don't know exactly when, the Giants need to help find a boost for their pass rush and for their linebackers. And I don't know if 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 the Giants hypothetically can maybe stay competitive come the trade deadline if that's when you try to make a move for that. If not, you have to, to draft early to just at least get a pass rusher or something because they, these things are killing them despite their defense and their defensive play calling being good.
1: Yeah, and we, we've kind of been scoreboard watching with the Bears a little bit. They won as well. So both of the Giants draft picks in the first round dropped a little bit today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if only Justin Fields could have been bad today. But the Lions are much messier. Uh, I think that's a good note to wrap us up on, Chris, as we're going to be watching the tape. We're going to be coming at you with more content, reacting to and and giving insight on what went into this victory for the giants we'll also be previewing that cowboys matchup which is supposed to be the afternoon game uh next sunday and then we'll also you know have our usual college football show and we'll probably talk a little maybe Kayvon on thibodeau or, or someone along those lines but uh folks thanks for tuning in for this live stream and also post game reaction podcast we'll talk to you soon enjoy the rest of your week